Welcome to the In a Word podcast. This is episode nine, Heart. In a Word is a newsletter that cultivates thoughtfulness one word at a time. Each issue is themed around one word, and you're listening to its companion podcast. I'm JC Perdiccio, the writer and curator of that newsletter. In this episode, we're exploring the word heart. So I have two pieces of writing for you um, because I wrote a poem around Mother's Day last year that I think thematically really ties in well, but I also wrote something new. So we're going to start with that. It's called Paper Heart. In perfect moments, like when my daughter is still and cuddly or laughing hysterically, my heart swells to meet the moment. It can't go on like that forever, and in the way of human hunger, as the moment crests, then plateaus, I'm already nostalgic for it. Last week, I read about infantile amnesia, the normal process by which we forget our memories from before age three or so by around age nine. These moments I treasure, the memories of which I'll dole out to myself on harder days, She won't remember them. Won't she, though, in the architecture of her tiny heart, already capable of such deep feeling? Doesn't her blood pump cellular knowledge of her mother's love? It is a knowing beyond remembering, I hope. Also last week, I met a dad at the Children's Museum, with the speaking cadence, enthusiasm, and ponytail of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, I'd like to introduce a motion to call these places imaginariums or something that doesn't conjure an image of mannequin children forever frozen in place. Anyway, I commented to this fellow dad, fellow parent, that the dress-up princess robe his daughter asked him to help her with matched the layers of neon tulle on her cape that she was already wearing. He quickly explained that it was a gift from her aunt, that he and his wife tried to embrace gender-neutral clothing and toys, but this three-year-old was drawn to all things glitter, pink, and frills on her own. They didn't even know her gender before she was born, he said. He thought he'd wanted a boy, but his daughter tenderized him as he marinated in her tiny world. He didn't use the words tenderize or marinate, but I understood. He cries now when a random kid in the park is learning to walk, he said. We follow our daughters in their divergent directions, mine toward the art room. As she scribbles yellow crayon on construction paper with the intensity of Alexander Hamilton writing the Federalist Papers, I was really in a Hamilton headspace by then, a memory emerges. I only make things with my mind now, but in childhood, I spent many hours with my mom and sister 
head bent toward the intricate work of my hands, bead necklaces, lanyards, handmade cards. Sometimes we made paper as a craft. The process involved wetting and blending some sort of unprocessed paper, newspaper maybe, into a woody pulp, squeezing it dry, and pressing it over something like a flat wire sieve. A couple drops of red food coloring in the water would turn the pulp pink. We pressed the pink pulp onto the wire in the shape of a heart. We had to wait overnight for them to dry before we could glue delicate paper doilies, also heart-shaped, on top. We wrote messages and signed our names in gold sharpie, giddy at the thought of giving them away. In parenting, we hold our messy, pulpy hearts in our hands, delighted to give them away. This is why Lynn's doppelganger, and Lynn too, probably, cries at playgrounds now. Because the fragility of everything wedges itself into a lump in our throats, and mortality sometimes feels as close as our breath. It's an edge I didn't realize was so close. In the moments I somehow long for as they're happening, I notice the ache I feel. For hearts do not ache only from emptiness, but from fullness too. I listen to the ringing in my ears that tells me this is holy ground. I let my eyes shine for a moment, a blurring that somehow makes it easier to see. Okay, now here is the poem, Sleep Training. I startle awake, phantom cries bolting me to action. Squinting at the monitor with crusty eyes, I see the mound of you, your tiny rump raised in the air. You are a dream, dreaming. Doorstop-sized tomes devote themselves to baby sleep training. But what about the mothers who must train themselves to sleep with their hearts outside their bodies? Meet me back in your inbox to explore the rest of the collection. I shared a bunch of things that warmed my heart recently, from a Colbert interview to an interview with a kid managing her OCD to a love story about a tortoise. It's all very earnest and very heartwarming. And I would love to know what the word heart calls to mind for you. Simply hit reply to the email in your inbox or you can find me on Instagram. I'm at JC Verdicchio and send me a message. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed this issue, uh, please do share it. You can forward the email to a friend. You can share it on social media. The easiest way that I know to do that is to take a screenshot of a part of the newsletter that you really liked and share it in an Instagram story. And I really and truly appreciate any way that you choose to share it. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find in a word and to join us in cultivating thoughtfulness one word at a time. As always, we will close with a benediction. May we open our hearts though it's vulnerable and risk loss in the name of love. May we tend to our own tenderness 
when we feel the hard shell of bitterness and apathy calcifying around it. Thank you for listening.